Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empowerment. Well, blessings, blessings, blessings to you out there in cyberspace, radio land, wherever you may be at the sound of my voice at this given time. We give God all the glory and the honor for your presence and for you joining in to the Kingdom Empowerment Radio Broadcast, where each week we feature a new ministry, and it has definitely been an incredible time. We have had some anointed men and women of God on the show, and tonight will be no different. So I'm very, very excited on tonight because we have as our very, very special guest our youth pastor from the New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations, Minister Devante Atkinson. Good evening, sir. How are you? Good evening, Elder Corlett. It is an honor, a pleasure, a privilege just to be able to just share and just have fun tonight, this evening. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. You know, that's a very pivotal thing that, you know, we in the body of Christ are not all stuck up and, you know, so staunch and rigid that we can't have a good time. Anybody that has the freedom of knowing who God is in their life and experiencing Mm. him as an incredible father, you know, should have um, the ability to have a sense of humor, have a good time. The right, God right. said that Christ came to give us life and that more abundantly, not all stuck up right. and dodgy and woof. <laughs> right, I mean, so I that, so that, that, that makes it so horrible. It makes it so boring because he said in his, in his yes. presence is fullness of joy. So, I mean, yes. joy, why, is it, why are we so just stuck up and just like, you know, oh not facing God. all that? Like, have fun. We, we serve an amazing, you know, ever-changing God and King. Like, have fun yeah. with this. Yes, yes, boring. Yes. Amen. Amen. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Well, I can only imagine being a youth pastor. You have to keep a sense of humor just to deal with the youth of today. <laughs> but oh, indeed, I would you have just to. like for you to um, just kind of give our listeners just a little background on who you are and how you came into your relationship with the Lord. Okay. um, Again, peace and blessings, grace, and everything to everybody out there. Um, Again, my name is Devontae Atkinson. Uh, I am a youth pastor at the New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations. Uh, where my parents, uh, Pastor uh, Deontay and Seneca Atkinson, are uh, the pastors. They're amazing. God bless them. 
where they're at. But um, for me, uh, how this all came about for me is that, like, again, I have I come from a, a family of pastors. I mean, my my great grandfather was a pastor, my grandfather was a pastor. Both of my parents are pastors, so it's like it's almost like you may feel like, oh, I just got to fall into that. But honestly, it was something that I never really wanted. It's something that I kind of like, you know, just. I want to say ran away from, but just kind of just stepped back, stepped back from it and was more or less like, okay, all I want to do is just be an aid and a help in ministry with my parents and just, you know, help them as far as ministry goes. But I knew all along that God an amazing and awesome calling on my life. But again, it was just something that I just really didn't want. And as far as, you know, stepping into ministry and becoming a minister, how all that came about is, honestly, first I had to start with me first saying yes to not only the call, but also saying yes to Jesus wholeheartedly. Because for a moment, for many years of my life, I guess you can say I was one of the ones who who went off of the relationship that my parents had with Christ, like, you know, pretty much whatever they preached on Sunday and they spoke. It's kind of like I just rehearsed what they said, but didn't really have a solid foundation or have a solid uh, walk with God. I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't out there singing or acting crazy or doing things of that nature. It's just that as far as my walk went, it was just based off of what, you know, my, my parents had. Not until uh, a moment in my life when I, ha- I, I was in, I, I was like, a, I guess you can say I'm a, I'm a great debater. I love to debate and argue, especially when it comes to religious things. Well, now that's kind of changed, but back then I was. And it wasn't until I spoke and I was sharing with this atheist, and this atheist was able to shake up my foundation of beliefs that forced me to, in a way, question whether God is real and if he even existed and if he was even evident in my life. And it was at that moment in time when all that happened that I said, you know what? I need to know Jesus Christ for myself. I don't, I can't go off of what I've heard. I need to know I need to know for myself. I need to go line upon line, precept upon precept, and really allow the Holy Spirit to move and walk through me. But it all it all started with just me saying yes, saying, Okay, God, you know, it took me being embarrassed, look ashamed. I mean, people knew that I was a pastor's son. It's like you sitting here, you don't even know who you believe in. So once that happened, that's when my whole perspective of this walk with Christ, and it wasn't just a Sunday morning type thing anymore. It was more like a, a everyday lifestyle Christianity that I was able to uh, walk into. Wow, wow. Sounds like God set you up. Man, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, ma'am, you he know, did. It, Indeed. It, it is so so funny, and we we talk about having a good time, but the, the Lord has an incredible sense of humor. Yes, He does, just to deal with us. Right. Um, but He can take some of the most amazing situations in our lives to shake mm. us to our core and yes. cause us to. It, it's like for the light bulb to go off, and you get to that right, right. aha moment. Right. You know, right. everything we exactly. encounter is not always to our detriment. A lot of the things that we encounter and at that time is a struggle for us, but it is one of the greatest moments of God showing himself mighty in our lives mm. if we would just mm. embrace it. Amen. Amen. Indeed. 
That is real. Amazing, amazing. So tell me what it's like um, interacting with the youth of today because, you know, the, the what was it, the X factor, the, the, um, the millennials, I mean, they have so many names for the different generations. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the old school one now. Um, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like almost a senior citizen, and that really kind of messes me up. But, <laughs> you know, <yes laughs> like, you know, you are a young man, and and the youth of today, they're, they're, in reality, they're not the youth of my day. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. turned 60 mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we had a different upbringing. We, we had mm-hmm. different um, – trials and tribulations, we had things we had to walk through, we had things we had to encounter, mm-hmm. but it is different today. And, and anybody that says, oh, it's no different, they need to open up their eyes and take a look. You know, in yes, my ma'am. day, we would go to school if there was an argument or an altercation with one another, it was after school when you got off the bus, you had a fight at the bus stop and everybody went home. You know, right, today, right, right. You have an altercation or you have words and you can literally lose your life standing right there at school. You know, so it, right, it is right. a totally different atmosphere um, that the enemy has been allowed to create for our children. Right. And, and I say that, and sometimes I get like a little righteous indignation within me toward the body mm-hmm. of Christ because we have allowed the enemy to do this. We've allowed the enemy to infiltrate the minds and the hearts of our children without mm-hmm. standing up and fighting for them and covering them as we should have. So um, so that's one of my little pet peeves. But anyway, okay. um, what is it like now, you know, dealing with the youth of today and, and their they're having such a mentality that says everything that, you know, we in my generation would believe to be wrong, they've been taught that it's okay and it's right, you know, and mm-hmm. if you come mm-hmm. against it, then you're wrong. So how do you mm-hmm. relate to that in, in today's world? Well, honestly, in the Word of God, it says how we're in the world, but we're not of the world and things of that nature. And But the thing is, what I've learned in dealing with the youth of today is, is really just shutting up and listening and mm. just really seeing, like, what it is that they're doing, what it is that they're going through, instead of really being the one that just, like, you know, always pointing the finger, like, shame on you, shame on you, you're, mm-hmm. you're living this way, you're doing this, you're doing that. But if you just sit back and listen and just even talk to some of them, then you're able to realize their story where they come from, mm. why they do the things they do. And then by doing that, as you're listening, the Holy Spirit gives you things and feeds you things to be able to share with them and maybe even help them. I mean, I mean, because the thing is, you're dealing with youth nowadays, nowadays that they're tired of being preached mm-hmm. at and talked down mm. to. Yeah. And, and, and also, and on top of that, they're tired of a gospel that's being preached but not lived. Hmm. Meaning so they, so they meaning that they they watch the the grown ups and the the pastors and everyone of that nature um, preach one thing and live something totally different outside of the church. And it's like, okay, if this is mm-hmm. going to be, if this, if you are saying this has to be true of me, shouldn't this be true of you? You know, Absolutely. like, okay, I mean, it's like, like for instance, I've I've been on I've been on social media, like I. 
like and another way I stay connected of knowing where you know where the youth is going today is, is honestly through social media. You see, you, you, you see, you understand what they're listening to. You see what they're wearing. You see what they're liking, and you, and you I mean, you just kind of just observe all these things. But in the midst of observing these things, it kind of, I guess you could say, irks me when I see pastors, uh, men of God, talking about going to the same secular concerts that these youth are attending and, and going to. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So it's, yeah. it's it's like it's, yeah. and it's like when you're doing that, you, you, it's like it's confusion and also it's showing a compromise in the church where it's like, oh, you know what, Pastor's doing this, so you know what, it got to be good for me to do it because he's a man of God, yeah. she's a man of God. I yeah. saw her at the the Bad Boy concert; they was in there getting it, having fun. Maybe had a drink or two, but they wasn't drunk and so on and so on. So it got to mm-hmm. be okay for me to do it. So what what has to be mm-hmm. lived out is truth, you know. Uh, truth, uh, foundation, foundational, uh, standing on the word of God, and just like not not preaching down Adam, but allowing the Holy Spirit to help you find your way to be able to deliver a message to them to where they can relate to and understand. Like you know what, you're right. You know Jesus, he Jesus is cool. He's not this this Almighty God who just damns us to hell because mm-hmm. that's the way that the the church portrays God to be. Yeah, which in yeah. turn you know causes a lot of them to go away. So basically, it's like Honestly, not only just listening, but just showing love unconditionally, no matter what, just being that extension of the love of Jesus Christ. Because love, it, it overcomes all things. I don't care what it is, what it is they're going through. If you just show them love, I mean, that's it. Not saying compromise, not saying dummy down a gospel of Jesus Christ, just being who Christ was and he was love. You know, he didn't come just, you know, preaching people down. He came showing love, being love. And that's our blueprint. So to win this youth, to deal with the youth of today, show them love. You know, be who God has created you to be. And if you and if you can't find your way in how to be able to talk to them, you don't got to compromise and try to talk slang. Got to dress how they dress. Listen to what they listen to. Just you know, either pray and ask God for wisdom, or go talk to somebody young. Hey, I need some help. Can you help me with this situation? Because I'm losing my youth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's. That's excellent. Um, let me ask you this, and just this just really dropped in my spirit as you you were okay. sharing. I'm I'm a firm believer um, that the place of um, the sowing the seeds of Christ begins in the home. I, I believe that when our youth come to church, it just should be reinforcement of what they're already being exposed to in their home. And if that is right. not the case, um, then there is a problem, especially as you just shared, if their parents or parents, because there's a lot of single parents out here now, um, if right. they're not representing what what um, they're seeing in church, if that's not being represented in their home. But what are you encountering? What do you find is the greatest place of pain and hurt in our youth today? Because, you know, sometimes you look in their eyes and they are just, they're not there. You know, they've retreated. Mm. They, they're, you know, you can just, you can see the hurt in their lives. So what, what are you finding to be their greatest place of pain? The greatest pace, uh, place of pain that a lot of the youth today are dealing with is, I'm going to say it's, it's both, it's in the home and, sad to say, it's in the church. Because 
at home. But okay, going back to some things you were touching on, how you know uh, how it all begins and starts in the home. When I was younger, when I was growing up, it was basically, look, you going to church no matter what. Look, you have no choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go. It went, yeah. When when I leave, you leaving. You know what I'm saying? That type of attitude. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. and the thing is, when I was coming up, it was a, it was a it was a joy to go to church. I mean, a joy to be there. You know. But see, the thing is, nowadays you have parents. They're giving this generation, their children, more choices than ever. It's not. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the attitude of ask for me in my house. We will serve the Lord. It's more like, hey, look, you mm-hmm. almost grown. Do what you want to do. I'm gonna do. I, all I could do is pray for you, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, get, when you when you leave them with so many choices, is you you're not really leading them to me in the way of love and in the way of Christ, because it's just mm-hmm. like you know you, they don't really have any type of uh, authority. I'm, in a way, they're kind of like their own authority. Like, I do what I want. I say what I want. If I feel like doing this, I'm going to do it, and so on and so on. And the greatest the greatest pains, where their pains come from, i found comes from from ones I've talked to and ones I've dealt with, comes from broken homes. And when their homes are broken, they leave their homes, going outside of their homes to find a love that they can't find at home, mm. in which they may find in, in uh uh People, places, and things, whether it may be an alcohol, All the wrong it may be people, in, places, and things. Ex- exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, honestly, you have the you have a very you have a select few that would that I mean, the hand of God is on their life. The way they just no matter what's going on at home, they're just going after God like no matter what, like crazy. But you have the ones that because of the situations they're dealing with, the way they cope with it is by going after things again, like you said, the wrong things. The, uh, again, the, the sex, the, the the drugs, the alcohol, the the parties, the uh, the company they keep, you know. And then from there, when the company you keep and the people you deal with, when you go in church and you see those same people praising God and doing certain things, but also smoking and having sex and even sleeping with you and things of that nature, mm-hmm. it really paints a bad picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've seen this, I've noticed it. Cause the people were quick to say like, "Hey, no, it starts at home first. But I mean, okay, it starts at home first. But when you have a pastor that is at the church slipping a, a young lady his number, who's also who, and he's married with a family, you know what I mean? My Lord. Or when you have yeah. women in the church that that's sleeping with the men, the, the young men, and, and vice versa. Or even when you have a pastor who's a male messing with messing with younger males. Now, 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 now! Mm-hmm. After all these hurts and pains, now you have a, a, a past who's like a father figure who is now taking a role as a father and has manipulated his child into believing that it's okay that you know we can have sex. You know what I mean? So now you have homosexuality mm-hmm. uh, entering the picture mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But the thing is, after it's all said and done, only thing that can kill this and just put this thing to, di- to put this thing to rest is just. The love of Jesus Christ being lived out and walked out daily and shown. You know what I mean? Because I mean, love has been tainted so much. Love, the way the 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 way the, the picture of love has been given is it is tainted. But so it's, and I mean, think about it. I mean, like like the world says, like love wins, which goes in regard and which goes in regards to uh, same sex marriages and things of that nature. When we all know that the love is one on the cross. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. but now they've taken it and they they've twisted it and they perverted it. But the thing is, again, I mean, it's just us just raising up that banner, just being who we are, and just whenever God places somebody in our life, just being that extension of that love and just showing them a greater way and a better way. You know. Amen. Amen. They, um, I guess one of the the things that breaks my heart is that we're losing the youth at such a rapid rate. Um, we're we're losing them in suicides. We're losing them in mm-hmm. murders. Um, life has no value any longer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in our society, and it and this really breaks my heart, you know. And like I said, you you look into their faces, and you just see so much hurt and so much pain, you know, because as um, the mortality rate is rising at the way it is within our youth. Um, mm-hmm. Suddenly, they're all experiencing great loss in their lives. They're mm-hmm. experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, the death of their friends. They're, they're not even safe in their own homes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. innocence mm-hmm. is taken with drive-by shootings, and yeah, you know, yeah, even yeah. they may be good, you know, but then they mm-hmm. go out in the world and encounter bad people, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that do mm-hmm. bad things to them. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I just. But the, I'm I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. So sorry. I'm but, the, the, uh, but the thing is, with all that being said, you know, with all the evils and what's happening, the word of God is true when it says, where sin abounds, grace even more abounds. Yeah. Even even the more grace abounds. And even within the youth Amen. movement where you have where you have these youth that's like, you know, that's acting out and doing what they're doing and living all types of ways. God has a remnant within the youth that these kids are on fire like crazy, mm. where, like, a revival is breaking out amongst the youth, of, like, ones I've seen and just uh, being able to share with. Like, it's even though you may see it one way, on the other side, there are youth that are really going for, the, going for God like crazy, going out healing the sick, going out praying and laying on hands and things of that nature. So, I mean, on, on both sides, I mean, even when you got that, God always has his remedy. Amen, amen. I'm so glad you brought that out, and it's the perfect segue um, to what I wanted to discuss with you um, now because you're you're right, and, and I wanted to show the disparity, you know, how bad it may be on one side, but as you brought it mm-hmm. out, there is yet. There is yet a God who is yet on the throne who will always mm-hmm. have his remnant, which is an mm-hmm. awesome thing. I know you had the the opportunity to go to Los Angeles earlier this year to the Azusa Now yes. conference, and um, it was a, I, I dare to say, life-changing experience for you. Um, please share please share what you encountered there and how it impacted your life, even as as a husband, as a father, um, as a minister of the gospel, as well as a youth pastor. Wow. Where do I start? Azusa now. Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> Azusa now, all I have to say, was, was hands down one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. And, it, and honestly, it all goes back to... I think I, I, I shared it on Sunday when I said that at the beginning of this year, I took a risk and just spoke something that I just felt an honest to speak, and it was just that this year is going to be the greatest, most amazing year that the church has ever seen 
that's going to catapult us into another dimension and destiny in Jesus Christ. And I said that not knowing what was going to happen, said that not knowing what was going to transpire, and then one by one things started happening. And I think Azusa now was the thing that really just broke everything. Like going there, you was I was able to experience the the manifest presence of God, right? It's like I, then I learned what it was. When you learn to honor, when you learn to respect and host the presence of God, he has no other choice but to come and abide in your area and just and just wreck you like crazy. I mean, from the time I walked into that arena, I just felt like this uh, heat upon me. Uh, like it, it wasn't it wasn't an unbearable heat. It wasn't a uh, uncomfortable heat, but it was more like a heat of like the the fire of the Holy Ghost. Then I felt and I saw people being uh, healed from left to right. I felt I've never felt love like that ever in my life. And I've never met. It's, I've never met. A lot. It was like what seventy thousand people there, and everybody I met it was almost as if they were like my brother. Like I've known them for years. I mean, people coming up to me, just mm-hmm. grabbing me, hugging me. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, and just praying over me. I mean, people I've never seen before. Uh, I'm while we walking out, just people prophesying, speaking over my life, speaking over my life, my wife's life. Like they're saying stuff that I know that it had to be Jesus because I've never shared this. People, then then they're, they're seeing things wrong with my body, and then they're praying healings over me. And it's like, wow, the things that, I mean, I mean, you can ask anybody who went there from myself to my brother, my father, and the other men in the ministry, like, what we experienced that day, it was something that was life-changing. But not only was it life-changing, but it was something that, like, pretty much, like, started, a, like, a revival. A revival of just pretty much saying, you know what, like, I'm just tired of church as usual, you know, like, uh-huh. I'm just, you know, just going uh-huh. to church, just having church, just to have it, you know, coming in, singing a couple songs, having your scripture read, yada, 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 and you go home. But not, but, but, but now you're coming to church and you're expecting and you're anticipating something that the Father is going to do, knowing that leading up to that Sunday, like, wow, something amazing is going to happen. But not only on Sunday, but being there, you learn that this lifestyle of Christianity that we live is an everyday lifestyle. I mean, I mean that's, that's, one, that's another thing I grabbed from it, that it's not just for one day that we just go after God, but it's every day of our life that we wake up with the call that when God allows us to wake up, that we answer him and say, what do you have next for me to do, Father, for this day? Who do you want me to impact? Who do you want me to touch? Who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want me to speak words of life? words of uh, of knowledge, words of prophecy, whatever it is. And you just begin to just become that move of God. You know, you be, you begin to become that person that God has made you and called you to be. And you just become a, a change agent wherever you go. And if you want it, it's for you. And, 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 I, I, and oh. it's like, you know, I, it's almost as if it was like if, you ever wanted to go to heaven and, and say you never been? That right there was a glimpse of heaven. Seeing every nation, every tongue, every creed, any every anybody just praising and lifting up the name of Jesus at once. I mean, it was a part where they had it was on stage where these men and women of God from uh, from Asia, from Africa, from uh, South America, from uh, Europe, all over the world were, were praying in their own language. And it's like my spirit understood every word they were saying. And, and, and the more and more each and every one of them prayed, 
the more and more each and every one of them just called forth and brought down heaven, it was almost as I, all I could do was just cry uncontrollably. It was amazing. It was one of the most amazing feelings. It was almost as if, well, it was not almost as if, but we were, it's like we were under an open heaven. And it's like we're mm-hmm. under this open heaven, and then God is just pouring down just this, like, his, he just showering it down, this amazing love. It's almost as if he was sitting down in the middle of that stadium on his throne and just loving on us. Like, we were praising him, and he was just exhaling revelation, like, left to right. Miracle signs and wonders, just, it was amazing, you know. It was awesome. Wow, wow. Now, as a as a young man with a young family, how do you feel that your walk uh, with God and experiencing these mighty moves of God affects you as as a family man, as as a husband? We we talked about your ministry, but you know there's a personal side to our lives as well. So we're not just all ministry. We we have families right, right. to deal with. How how does this impact you as a husband and a father? The way it has impacted me when. Just going back to Azusa, the day I got home, walked in the house, I mean, we, I was sharing with my wife what was going on. And to have, and to be blessed with an amazing woman, to just be able to catch her in the spirit, that, that like, like whatever you're sharing with her, that she gets excited about it. And we're looking up, like, on TV, like, where is, like, I know it's still showing. Because, matter of fact, I think when we had left, it was still going on. So by the time we made it to Vegas, it was still on TV. So just coming home and be like, hey, babe, this is what happened. This person said this about you, shared this about you. He said this, this happened, this happened. And just like you're coming home and, it's, again, you, you're like a change agent in your family. And, like, everybody's being touched mm-hmm. by this. And, you, I mean, like, I mean, you come. And the thing is, it, it allows you to become that, become a person that you just, you become love. Because you experience so mm-hmm. much love, that's all you become. And it's like you, you begin to see not only the people around you, but your family through the eyes of Jesus Christ and through the and through the fire of His love, and you and you see them oh. for, uh, for the way God sees them, and you see your wife the way God sees her. You love her the way that He loved the church, and then you get a greater understanding of the love He has for the church, how He gave Himself, how how He surrendered His all to to the church, and that's just how you're able to just uh, look at your family and, and your, your children. You wanted to just impart all this crazy just wisdom and just revelation. But on top of that, you have to just also have the, you know, just regular life, like, you know, enjoying life, being able to sit down, watch mm-hmm. TV, being able to go to the park, being able to go to movies, being able to take your wife on dates, having date nights, not just being so spiritual where it's just like, you know, I think I feel led to do this. No, man, you know, go out, have fun, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, mm-hmm. while we're out, we're, we're like, you know, we're, we're on a date, but, our day turns into ministering to a waiter or a waitress, you know? I mean, wow. doing things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're sitting there, like, uh, eating our food, and our, our bill comes. And when the bill comes, on the back of our receipt, we do a thing that we call a, a Jesus tip, where on the back of our receipt, we just write, like, a you know, like a word of just uh, encouragement or just whatever God gives us at that moment. We write on the back of that, and we give it to him. And mo- a lot of times they come back and be like, wow, you don't understand how much it just, like, bless me or just help me. Sometimes they come back crying. So you just, you know, you just want to just, I don't know, just be loved and live it out like crazy, you know? Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I thank you for bringing that balance because sometimes I think we get so caught up 
in in ministry that we forget there has to be a balance. You know, there has to be the hand of God even within our relationships and within our families. So that's an awesome thing. Well, we have come to the part of the show where I'm just going to yield the the floor to you. Um, It is yours to share whatever God has laid on your heart and blessed you with. So, you know, the the floor is yours. Free flow. Amen. Amen. Um, Before uh, I go into sharing, I just want to just... just ask to just, you know, God to just anoint this moment in this time. Not not saying that he hasn't anointed what's been happening, but just the words that I'm about to share, I know is somebody may be listening, so I just pray that uh, his grace, his his love, and just his Holy Spirit just leads me in everything I have to say. And I just pray that he helps me to say what is right. In uh, Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, in Romans 8, 14 through 15, it says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And in 15 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. Now, if I was going to, I guess you can say, I'm not really a, a person big on, like, giving uh uh, messages, titles, or names, but if I was going to give this, whatever I'm sharing right now, a title, it would be not really a title, it would be more of a question, which is simply, who's your daddy? Oh. Now, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> now, when I'm usually asked who my daddy is, I tell them my dad is Deontay Atkinson, and they usually reply, and they usually reply like, man, I knew it. You look just like your pops. You sound like him. You walk just like him. The way you just carry yourself is Dean Atkinson all day. And, like, most of the time I don't even have to say who my dad is. They just know as soon as I, they see me and they say, hey, man, you Dion's son, huh, things of that nature. And then sometimes I may get that one person who doesn't even ask who my dad is but just grasp myself. Like, actually, it was, a, it was a situation where this man just grabbed myself and my brother's hands. All he said was, sons of Atkinson. That's all he said. He just knew that was our father, right? So in saying that, it's a major blessing that just how I live my life and carry myself, people inquire about who my daddy is. That in even times when they have never even met me before, and I've never met them, they know what family I come from just by how I look and speak and even carry myself. Now, if I was to ask that same question, that how it relates to the body of Christ, you know, like how would it go? Like if I was to ask some people, well, not all, but maybe, you know, 95%, you know, who their daddy is, you know, the churchy response would be like, I'm a child of God. Uh, and then for some, that reply would be totally believable just based off how you know they live their life and how they represent the father in an amazing way. But for others, the response would be totally maybe the same and totally believable, but, but there would be a little bit left to question. Like a son is a, a son is known to reflect a mirror image of who his father is. And when one acts in a way that told, that's, total, that's totally opposite to the character of their father, it leaves one to question, are you sure that's your father? Right? Wow. And the scene... 
And the thing that is uh, that I'm saying is like it's, it has it, has, it, it doesn't always have to be sinful or hypocritical or saying that you're in a backslidden state. For one, is the question of your father is. I mean, you can pray, you can read your Bible, you can obey the commandments, you can go to church every Sunday, you can give your tithes and offering, be kind to your neighbor, and so on, and do just enough to make it to heaven. If not, if that's you and you're happy and content with just living like that, then more power to you. But the question stands, are you truly walking in your father's footsteps? Mm. Now, for ones that that know that there's more to this Christian life than just a regular same old uh, church as usual type lifestyle, then I'm telling you right now what I'm about to share, what I'm about to give by just the unction of the Holy Spirit, by the time I'm done with this, by the time I'm done sharing this, I pray that uh, you take this, you run, you progress, and carry the kingdom of God on your shoulders and truly walk in your father's footsteps. <coughs> so I was asked a question by my brother, and the question was simply, what is revival to you? Now, if I was, a, now, if I was asked this question several years ago, revival to me would be like, uh, you have a, a pastor, an apostle, a bishop of some sort coming to a certain town or a region, and they will help, and they will hold like these amazing church services for like uh, a couple of days to weeks on. And I mean, I mean, heaven comes down, people are set free, people are delivered, and it's a mighty move of God. But the thing is, what happens is that at that time, in that moment. It's like the church just gravitates towards that move and holds that move hostage, but doesn't move on to the future. Like nothing else happens. When that man of God leaves that region, oh. it's like the move of God, it's like it leaves with them. And the people of God just mm-hmm. worship that move and they just stay stuck in that movement. I'm sorry, in that move. And it's like um, they indirectly start believing that the lie of the enemy that God could only use uh, a certain type of person or people to accomplish this move. Now, the thing is, the Father, he wants to come in and invade our space with his glory and his presence, but at times we un- unknowingly inhibit that from happening. Like in, in uh, Isaiah 43 and 19, he said, Behold, I will do a new thing, but unfortunately we hold on to things of old and fight what he's trying to do now. And sad to say, that is exactly what the enemy loves and he wants to happen. He glories in the fact that some of us don't know who we truly are and that the power that each and every one of us possess. He has no problem with a couple people being healed, set free, and delivered at a few church services and meetings every blue moon. The fact that parts of the body of Christ are ignorant of the power that they possess and even some walk around like bass, like a bastard child as if we have no father, brings the enemy great joy. Now, Jesus was right when he said in John 10 and 10 that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, what is it that he's killing, stealing, and destroying? It's not just finances. It's not just families. It's not just situations and marriages and so on. But his aim and attempt is to kill, steal, and destroy our identity as sons of God. Now, put it to you like this. The devil, the enemy, the deceiver, and whatever in the world you want to call him, hates us, and he is jealous of us with a deadly passion. Isaiah Isaiah 14, 
12 through 14 and Ezekiel 28, 11 through 19 talks about how the devil, who's also named Lucifer, was at one time one of the most beautiful and perfect unlimited access to the holies of holies, where he worshipped with the other hosts of angels at the feet of God Almighty. And then just pretty much a long story short, he became lifted up in himself, became lifted up in pride, and he wanted to become God and be praised and exalted as God. And, And knowing God and who God is, God was not having this where in Luke 10 and 18, Jesus said he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, basically, Uh Lucifer, Satan, exchanged the glory and being in the presence of Almighty God for a lie and self-gratification. So, again, why does Satan have such this crazy problem with us? Because we are made in the very image and likeness of God, the very thing that he craved for and wanted and will never attain to and have access to. So his main purpose is to keep us away from our righteous mind, our righteous mindset, or better yet, to keep us from discovering our true identity as sons of the almighty God. But people of God, the season of not knowing who you are has come and gone. And the season we are in now is a season that the devil has feared since his very existence. And the thing is, he should fear because in the word, Jesus said in Luke 10 and 19, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. and You can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them and nothing will injure you. Nothing will harm you. So Satan might as well get a neck brace because I'm telling you now, because he had this power, and we have the, this, this power that's been given to us, you have the authority to keep a permanent foot on, its, on Satan's neck. Mm. <laughs> Galatians 4, 6-7 says, Because you are son, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And verse 7 says, Therefore, mm. you are no longer a slave but a son, and, 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 and if you are a son, then as an heir through God, people of God, because of the finished work of the cross, because of Jesus Christ giving his life, and because of the resurrection power that raised Christ, Jesus from the dead, the same power resides within us, and we are joint heirs of God our Father. <clears throat> it's time for us to finally make withdrawals, and it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's, t- it's finally time for us to make withdrawals on what's been deposited into us. Whatever promise, whatever blessing, whatever power, whatever inheritance that's in the word of God, if you read it and by faith believe it, it's yours. Why? Because it's your inheritance. Why? Because you're a son and you're a daughter. Now, how is it your your inheritance? Because, again, you're a son, you're a daughter of the king above all kings, Jesus the Christ. You don't have to wait for a church service or a special yearly, yearly revival to experience miracles, signs, and things that make you wonder. And this is one, and, and this, and, and, and the thing is, is that when a good revival—I'm sorry—the thing is, is that when a good revival becomes a great, becomes a great one, is when you understand who you are, when you become a daily miracle sign and wonder, when you don't just pray for a move of God, but because of God moving in and through you, you become the move of God. Why? Because you're sons and daughters of the King, and you're just doing what your Father said you can do. In Luke 9, 1 through 2, Jesus said, <coughs> Jesus had called the 12 together. He gave them power 
and authority to drive out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And then in John uh, 14, 12 through 13, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and every and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I would do it so that the Son would bring glory to the Father. So I'm telling you, ask, seek, you will find. Be the son and daughter that God has created you to be. And so with that being said, if you ever ask, who is your daddy? You can simply say, God is my father. I am his son. I am his daughter. And he loves me. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome, awesome word. Awesome word. Amen. It, you God know, be the glory. I think that that is one of the biggest perpetration of lies that the enemy has unleashed on the body of Christ, that this whole Christianity concept was just to form a new religion, and it had absolutely nothing to do with religion. Jesus came and gave of himself that we would be reconciled back into the Father, that we could be forgiven of all our unrighteousness and that sin that separated us from him. And you delivered that so eloquently to know once we get that realization and revelation within us that it is all about a relationship with a loving father. It is not about a, um, a religious act, you know. Um, right, right. Life changes. Life is never the same again. It, you know, you don't perceive things the same. One thing you said earlier in the show was you dealt with love and how, what a difference love makes. When we get that revelation that it is a loving father that we are giving ourselves unto, that father that protects us and covers us Amen. and guides us Amen. and directs Amen. us, you know, and anoints us and promotes us and does all the things that a loving father should do. He affirms us. He provides for us. He does it all. When he said, I am that I am, he really was, okay? He was everything. And when we grasp that, when we truly, truly get that within our hearts and within our spirit, not just our head, but it's got to be in our heart and in our spirit, then everything changes. Everything changes. Right. And see, the thing is, the enemy, he wants us to stay in the state of, not knowing who we truly are as sons and daughters yeah. of God. And, yeah. and the longer he keeps us in that state, the longer he, the longer he keeps us in that box, we will never attain to, we will never uh, make a withdraw on what all that's been deposited to us. And the, and the thing is, again, like I said, he will forever be happy with just a, certain, a, a small move here, a small move there. But when the people of God mm. rise up and start moving, and what God has called us to do, there's nothing he can do about it. There's no power he has that can stop it at all. None whatsoever. Mm. I mean, uh, yes, 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 yes. It is. You know, you, you, you touched on something else, too, that struck a nerve in me when you said it. And you, you talked about the lie that the enemy told himself that, you know, he could be as great as God. 
And you know he is mm-hmm. still perpetrating that same lie today in the lives mm-hmm. of, of us. You know, he Mm -hmm. told that same thing and tried to entice Eve with that same thing. You know, no, Mm -hmm. you won't Mm -hmm. truly die. You'll be as a God. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you eat Mm -hmm. from this tree. Mm -hmm. And he's doing it to us yet again in this hour, telling us that, you know, we. Excuse me. We are our own masters of our own um, right, right destinies and what have you. Instead, and instead of us believing him or, or believing the the word of God, we take and we want to believe him because we're seeking greatness within ourselves. So he mm-hmm. wants the same thing that caused him to fall. He wants it to crush the sons of God as well. You know. <laughs> um, Amen. That's and, Serious, serious. It is the same lie. It is the same mm-hmm. lie. It has not changed, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, because we get so caught up in our own vainglory and our own pride and our own accolades and we want the glory, we buy into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. We buy into it. You know, when everything, this is this is the one thing that really stands out to me uh, in the story of the prodigal son. When the second son um, was so mm-hmm. upset at what the father was doing for the son that left, and the father's response was, everything I have is yours. You know, it's mm. like if you <laughs> wanted to kill the fatty calf and have a party with right. your friends, right. the calf was yours to do it, <laughs> you know. Right. So why are right. you so upset? Everything I have is right. yours. You know? Right. And, right. and so That's if true. we recognize and understand what you are saying, that, you know, he is our father, you know, like you said, who is your daddy, God? <laughs> you know? And he's a good right. father, you know? And <laughs> right, I am right, loved right. by him. So, you right. know, when we when we wrap ourselves around that, then we understand, well, we don't, have to be jealous for his glory. We don't have to try to get the accolades for ourselves because mm-hmm. everything he has belongs to us. For his children. And, you know, and it's see, his good see, pleasure to bless us. Right, right, right. And the thing the thing is, it goes back to being transformed being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And mm-hmm. it's like when you yes. renewed in the conscience of who you are when you renew in the conscience that you are a son and God loves you, he's your father, then in some in some instances you stop asking for things that you already have. That's right. And it's where he says you are healed. So if you are mm-hmm. healed, why are you, why are you asking for a healing when the healing is he said he, he said by his stripes you was healed. It was done. It was finished. Amen. It was complete work, Amen. you know. And, and, and then you stop asking for it, like you know. Uh, he said, Paul said, "My God will provide all provide all my needs. Provisions already been made." So you stop asking for things you already have, because you understand, exactly. you know, He's my Father. Exactly. He loves me. He's already given it to me. He's already given me peace. So mm-hmm. it's like you don't ask for peace, peace because peace has already been given to you. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, yeah. just think about it as, as a parent. You see what He's giving. Right. You. Right. If your child comes to you. And you, you gave your child something, right? And they continue asking you over and over, Dad, can I have this? Mom, can I have this? I already gave it to you. You have it right there. Yeah. Why are you asking me for what I already gave you, you know? Exactly. And it's just, again, you know, when, you, when you live in the... To, to Matthew 6, 
when he said, you know, um, don't don't give thought of what you're going to put on, what you're going to eat, where mm-hmm. you're going to live, all of these things. Those are the things <laughs> yes. that the heathen yes. is worried about. Yes. You know, yes. I've already yes. provided all of those things for you. It's already yes. yours. Yes, yes, You know, so why exactly. are you worried about that? <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, Crazy. when you become a son and a daughter of a king, you know who you are? You don't have to worry. Those questions don't even come mm. up. You already know it's already done. It's already provided. Amen. It's a done deal. Amen. And that's when you walk in that state of peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. The reason it yes. surpasses all understanding is because the outside world cannot understand no matter what you appear to be under in their eyes, whatever you it, it appears that you're walking through and this is happening and that's happening and you're going, it's all good. <laughs> you know, and they're right. looking at you going, how can you say it's all good when this, 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 and this is happening right. in your life? Because I know who my father is. Because I know that he will <laughs> never, ever leave me nor forsake me. He will never mm-hmm. allow me to walk through these situations alone. And guess what? I already know the outcome of the situation because the victory is yes. mine. I cheated. Yes. I went to the back of the book, and I read the end of the story. <laughs> okay. We win. So I we win. <laughs> exactly. We win. I already know. So why am I tripping? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Amen. Amen. Everything, it, it, it is all in our perception. You know, if yes. we perceive God to be that loving Father, if we perceive Him to be our keeper and our sustainer, then our perception of life and the things that we walk through in life and encounter in life is completely different than one yes. that is in religiosity and all they know is this far away God and you have to work, okay? You have to work mm, to obtain mm, anything mm. in him. I have to go out and I have to labor in this thing mm-hmm. in order for him to see me or accept me or to love me. You know, you, you find children mm. that feel that, you know, the only way for their parents to love them is if they achieve something, if they are, um, are the best basketball player or football mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They feel like they have mm-hmm. to work for their parents' love mm-hmm. and acceptance, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we mm-hmm. have, there, there are times when we have that same perception of God that, well, I've got to Amen. work for this. I've I got to go out and strive to do this. So I'm not doing it out of love. I'm not doing it because I want to be pleasing in your sight. I'm doing it because it's out of grudgery and I feel like it's the only way that you'll accept me. <laughs> you know? And so you, you, you're experiencing burnout. You've missed the point. You've taken on assignments that don't belong to you. You know mm. what I'm saying? You're, right, you're doing right. all of these things, and your motive in doing them is completely wrong. Versus, you know what, Father, I love you with every fiber of my being and anything mm-hmm. that I can do to facilitate mm-hmm. the call of life, that, the call that's on my life you know, to allow you to use me to your glory, then I'm available to you. I don't have to go out and search for what I need to do. All I need to do is avail myself to you. You know, one of the things, and I said this for years, is I love the title of minister. And the reason Hmm. I love that, to me, that is a greater title than apostle, bishop, anything that you could call me. Why? 
because if I am a minister, I'm a servant. If I'm a servant, mm. God, you can use me in any mm. place, situation, circumstance that you choose to use me in. Amen. So I can prophesy because you choose to use me as a prophet in that Amen. moment. I can lay Amen. hands on and you can heal through me because you choose to use me in that Amen. situation. I can speak a word and bring order as an apostle because you choose to use me in that situation at that given time. Amen. So when your, when your, when your mindset says, I, you know, I'm your child, but I'm also your I'm, I'm availing myself mm. to you out of love, out of out of Amen. such great gratitude for who you are in my life and how you've loved me. So I, all I can do, this is how I got saved. I, my my story is a little different than a lot of people. When I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord with the realization in my life He had been so good to me in my sin that all I mm. could give Him back was me. <laughs> That's the honest to God truth. That's, that's, that's all I could give him. There was nothing else I could repay him with other than me. Other than you me. know, he had watched over me. He had kept me in the midst of all kind of wickedness. He had protected my children. He had provided mm. for us. He had given so much in the midst of my sin. Okay? In the midst of my sin. Yes, Lord. What, what, what else could I do? <laughs> you know? Mm. When mm. he said, with loving kindness, have I drawn Have him? I drawn Yes. Yes, he, he did. Literally. That's what drew me to him. Amen. That's what drew me to him. You he know? literally meant so that. When you, when you, yes. But when you get a grasp of that, then it's like, I can't do nothing but give you me. <laughs> it's like, it, mm. for real? You know? For real? If you and, love you know, me that much, Mm. With a, mm. And I'm wrong mm-hmm. How much more can I love you You know You know it, it's, it's time ahead. for us to literally It's time for us to literally take God at his word Literally yes. take him at his word If he that's said it that's, It's settled That means it, 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 hmm. it, it, it's as good as done Take him at his word When he, when he said that When he said with love and kindness about you When he said that behold, I've given you power to do this and do that, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. Take it literally, people of God. This is the power he's given us. Yeah. It's not just designated yeah. for a select few. It's not just designated for a certain yeah. prophet or a certain evangelist or a certain apostle. You are sons and daughters of the Most High. And when he, and when he said mm-hmm. it is finished, that power that was in him, it, it lives within us. We have that power going through our veins, resurrection power. That power that we can we can speak to things and curse and watch it come down and bless things and watch it come up. I've seen it in my own eyes. It happens and it's happening now. You know, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And this and this and this Amen. is that and this is that that the enemy fears and he hates when you know who you are. Yeah. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Well, we're down to the last minute of the show. This has been phenomenal. <laughs> this has been phenomenal. It was good. Thank it was you good. so Amen. much 
for coming and for sharing. It has definitely, definitely been a blessing. Um, it's blessed me, so I can only imagine how it has blessed our listeners. So I thank God for your life, and I'm just going to let you um, close us out with your parting words. Well, um, it was a it was an honor. It was a pre- it was a privilege. Uh, most definitely a blessing just to come and just uh, to share with you guys. And I thank God for you, um, Elder Corlett, for just opening up just this avenue for just us as ministers and just servants of God to come in and just uh, share our gifts and just share what God has given us. And I just speak blessings to you for just doing that. That is, that is an amazing to just open up what you what God has given you to be a blessing to others. You know, I pray those blessings back into mm-hmm. your life. Not only a hundred thousand fold, but one billion, million, trillion to infinity and beyond. <laughs> but um, uh, to, people, to the people Amen. of God that's listening, uh, just uh, grace and blessings to you all. I just pray that what's been said that is something that was just uh, change your life and just cause you to really do, to just go forward in, in, in the kingdom of God and not just be, not only just a, not only just a hearer, but also a doer of the word of God. And like we said, to just take his promises and what he said in his word literally. So just blessings to you all. I love you all. And I uh, just thank you for just, uh, just listening to what we had to share because it wasn't just me because Elder Colette has some amazing gems and some amazing points and just amazing wisdom that she shared also. So just, uh, you know, blessings to you all. Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. And we just invite you to tune in again with us next week. And, 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 and I invite you to share this broadcast because it has definitely been a powerful broadcast, and I think it will bless many. So as you're listening, Amen. you know, it will be in the archives, share the broadcast. Um, and I believe that God will bless many through the word that you have delivered on the We give God the God praise, the glory, and the honor. Amen, amen, amen. Well, that's it for our show for tonight, the Kingdom Empowerment, where we are expanding the kingdom of God through the word of God. Be blessed, all. Building the nation with the word of the Lord, teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Empowerment. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.